0: You are listening to Season 1 of The Grimoire, Aurora Grove by Forteller Games. Please like and subscribe to support this audio series and to be notified when new episodes are released. Visit FortellerGames.com for more immersive gaming experiences.
1: See, y'all are somewhat worse for wear. How many did you see?
0: Um, on- only a few. But enough. The landslide was worse. I mean, those bugs never touched us. At least, I don't, I don't think they did.
1: Lucky for both of you. once they get a taste of you, they'll chase you down no matter what. They kinda hold a, a vendetta of sorts. You figure it's a territorial thing. But nevertheless, I'm glad you made it out of that valley alive. What the hell were y'all doing out there? That landslide is what brought me to you both. I got the seismograph readings from the lab on top of the hill and I came running.
0: Oh, um, we're investigative journalists? So that's what that building was. Huh. Okay. Well, we were about to head there right before you kicked the door in.
1: Wow, well, it would've been a hell of a hike up. And if the broods didn't catch you, my traps would've. Investigative journalist, huh? You sure got yourself one hell of a story.
0: So, why do you have seismographs
1: on these mountains? Oh, think about it, honey. Where do you think those things come from? Space? No, no, they come from deep underground. You're lucky I spotted you. No one was coming to save you two. This desert eats people. Frequently.
0: So you know all about this and those things?
1: Scientific name, cicada di Magna. Type, invertebrate. Diet, Omnivore. Really? Yes. Yes. They only become violent like this during their brooding season. Group name, Plague. Also known as the Magnum Cicada by my former husband. Before one eviscerated him. He's so always quick with an honorific.
0: Wait, are you Marianne Connor?
1: Yep, Biologist and wife to a famed idiot philanthropist and creator of a greedy mining corporation that dug too deep for its own good. Fucking Grant. It's his fault and that stupid group of shareholders that we have to deal with this bullshit. Just be glad y'all didn't end up like the Councilman. Let's just say they don't like to eat you in one piece.
0: Don't bring that up to Sleepyhead back there. Hey! Scott, bud.
2: Oh, fuck. Sorry about that.
0: Christ. You can sleep anywhere, can't you?
2: I was a little tired from running away from space bugs. Are we here?
0: Yeah, Limpy. How's the leg?
2: I mean, all things considered, pretty great. This new boot thingy is nice.
1: Yeah, it was a tax write-off a few years ago. Connor Mining paid for all the local shacks to have a kit like that. Glad it paid off for someone. Come on, I'll make us some tacos.
2: Ma'am, you are
1: a saint. (laughs) Well, Thanks. Let me just... Yeah, there we go. At night, we need to be armed around here. Thankfully, the damn things don't fly. That's the last thing I need. Some poor trucker getting his cab smashed in by one of those bastards all of a sudden learning how to fly. Wouldn't be pleasant?
2: The three made their way into the compound, which was square and flat compared to the soaring nature of the Whisper Mountains that surrounded it. The front doors were reinforced steel, with deep scratches starting from midway up. The brood had been here before, but it seemed like Connor was prepared for it. Next, the team made their way into a large open kitchen and dining area. Mags noticed the wire mesh that seemed to be in every window in the building as they moved through
1: it.
0: This place is like a fortress!
1: Yeah, it has to be. We made this place after the discovery of the magnum. And that was after they infested and devoured the majority of the mining team working out here, so... We learned a lot when we first found them. Had to do a lot of paperwork and payouts to families. Drink? Hmm. Did I die back there? Yes, please.
0: No, 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 thank you. Um, some water would be nice. Thanks.
1: You're welcome. I'ma wash up for dinner. Got some of the exoskeleton on me. You two make yourselves at home. I'll be right back.
2: Huh. She's cool. God, I wish we had the camera. Yeah, I would ask if maybe we could interview her about the bugs. It would be an excellent way to get the discovery out there, you know? Where do the experts, all that jazz?
0: Yeah, um she has a radio up here with a Bureau of Land Management logo on it. That's a little weird. This is the type that was supposed to be in the cabin that we fell into.
2: Wasn't her husband, like, big with those dudes? I know we did a lot of construction work and stuff with them. So maybe they, like, hooked it up and threw one in for free.
0: Yeah, no. I somehow doubt that the feds would toss one on for funsies. It's a little weird. This. Scott! Look!
2: Magdalena held up Scott's camera, which, while scratched and dusty, was perfectly intact. Holy shit. She put it back on the counter and walked away towards the reinforced glass wall that spanned the kitchen as Connor returned.
1: Wasn't it beautiful? The sunset and sunrise are just magnificent. It's too bad you can't see too much of the city from up here. But that's fine. Well, on to better things. Tacos. I just pre-bagged them at the beginning of the week to throw them onto the skillet.
0: Dr. Connor? I need to ask you some questions.
1: Sure. Nothing on the record yet, though. I'm still working with the lawyers about a lot of this, to be honest. You never know how much paperwork will be involved in discovering a species of carnivorous bugs until they kill your husband, I would suppose. (laughs) But you'll be the first people I come to for an expose.
0: Uh, well, you said it was seismographs that brought you out to us, right?
1: Yeah, so I've I've been tracking the movements of these things since the late 80s when my husband used the mining firm to dig a little too deep. The company was inherited from his father, and the metals kept coming, so they kept digging. It was back then when we found our first specimens. They were moltings and eggs. We didn't know what we had back then, to be honest. We kept our in-house geologists exceptionally well paid to keep their mouths shut about the possible leads in the mine. This helped in this case as well. Then there was the situation. We found a cavern, huge, full of ceiling-high crystals. It was strange finding one so deep, but we pressed on and sent in a team. We never found out how big it was. The brood killed every last one of them. I guess that opening into the cavern was good enough for the magnum because we opened the floodgates. They crawled up and ate or killed everyone in their way. It was a nightmare. We had some security teams on site to drive them back, but they had already taken over the entire mine and were exploring outdoors.
2: Why did you guys keep it quiet?
1: Simple, money. My husband and the board were terrified that they'd have some sort of litigation on their hands for how these people died. It's not every day you have your mind overrun by giant horrifying bugs. How the hell were they gonna explain that away? Let alone the Bureau of Land Management had their eyes on the property for years, wanting to add it to the national park. They couldn't let it out, so they pivoted. They turned into a non-profit for miners, families, and black lung, wrote off the mine as a collapse, and paid out minimal compensation for the families, particularly cruel. Good old Grant made me promise just to let him take care of it, all to find out later he was feeding people to the things. For generations his family had been covering it up, guess here and there they pop up. The bugs are precursors to large veins of precious metals, so of course, the risk and reward were significant factors.
0: Holy shit. Are you, are you saying-
1: That I had found my millionaire husband in a generational conspiracy to placate a species of bugs to profit his mining firm? Yes. It's weird when you put it that way, but, um, yeah, money makes people do dangerous things. We pay off folks to send outsiders up here. I'm also sure that his great old grandpappy made up that legend of the lost Greenfield mine just to get more sacrifices for the hive. So why do
2: they keep feeding it people? Why not cows? Pigs? Something? Anything? In front of Scott, a small metal box began to light up with red lights.
1: Only a few at first, but then over a dozen. So there is some sort of parasitic relationship the bugs have with our bodies. When they mate, they enjoy making nests out of their body cavities for the larvae. Then they go to sleep, much like the cicadas we see in the Midwest. They have a 17-year brood cycle as well. Hence, with brood X's awakening out in the Midwest, this new batch has come out to play, as it were.
0: Uh, Connor? Why do you have our camera?
1: I never meant to hurt either of you. Greengrove called ahead and told me you were coming. I'm tired of watching innocent people get sent out to their deaths, so I felt the need to help y'all. I was just studying their hunting stylings. Wait, wait, Green Grove? I know what this looks like, but you have to trust me. I am trying to stop the cycle that my husband's family began generations ago, so I just needed to see how they worked up close, and seriously, you know I had your back, right?
2: Connor ran to the window to check the perimeter, then realized her warning system was going off right under Scott's face. She looked at the other two as she pulled out a rifle from behind a shelf and checked around in the chamber.
1: Go down this ridge line, go into the tunnel, make the first left you find, and then just keep going. You'll end up right above the main trail, but be careful. There's an old mine around there, so watch where you walk, do you understand?
0: We aren't going anywhere until we get the full story.
1: What is that? Get out the back now! The camera!
2: Magdalena ran for the camera, but Scott pulled her back and ran for the safety outdoors.
1: Here, take your camera and go tell the world this story. I'll buy you some time. Think of this as an apology for using you as bait. Now run!
2: The two ran into the night with just their flashlights and their camera tucked away in Mag's pocket. Then finally they got to the entrance of the tunnel. Mags, how do we know this isn't some trap or something? Connor wasn't the most trustworthy of people.
0: Right now we don't have any more options, okay? This is our way out of here. Let's go.
2: I just feel like this is our massacre grounds, you know? I don't know what's in there. I'm not cool with us dying today.
0: But you are like the older brother I never had, but it's okay. I got us into this mess, so I'm going to get us out, okay?
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Lead the way. The mine entrance was dug straight into the mountain and went on quite a ways, farther than either of them could see. As they made their way inwards, Magdalena spotted a wooden sign that read, Greenfield Mine.
0: Remember, watch your step. The old lady said there's a mine down here. The last thing you want to do is get trapped down a hole.
2: Looking around, they saw dozens of bug-sized holes in the walls, which made each of them nervous. But they eventually found the leftmost passage and ran towards the tunnel's edge. The tunnel became uncomfortably tight in sections, forcing them to squeeze through at times. Shit, that was my flashlight!
0: Oh boy, okay. Let's just, uh. let's just keep moving!
2: Max, I'm scared.
0: If we get through this part, I can get the extra flashlight out of the bag. Just keep moving. I'm almost out. It gets wider here.
2: Squeezing through the tunnel, Scott noticed a sharp pain in tugging on his injured leg. Max! I got my leg! Don't pull me through Don't let him take me! Magdalena turns and grabs Scott's clothing, pulling him as hard as she could, but no matter how hard she tugged, he wouldn't budge. Realizing Scott is pinned in between the tunnel walls, she takes a step back, unable to remove Max! Uh! Magdalena turned quickly, reaching into her pack and pulling out an extra flashlight, ready to run. Scott was still pinned between the bugs and her, and they were making quick orders of his body.
1: Max! Run.
2: The lights of Scott's eyes faded as Magdalena turned, tears trimmed down her face. She ran, and rightfully so because the brood was not satiated on only the body of one man.